0: to the show. This is a special edition of Bring It in the House. So excited to be here. I'm your host, Millie Mills, and we have a great show for you today. Live in the studios, of course, we have our coach, our life coach with us, Michelle Strother out of Dallas. And I'm very excited to have my very own pastor, his world-renowned interdenominational pastor, Pastor Rob Koch. It's so great to have you here.
1: Great to be here.
0: Thank you yes. so much. We're going to kick things off with Michelle. She always gives us a good dose of inspiration and things to keep us encouraged. She's our life coach. Go, help, go ahead, Michelle. Take it away. And after that, we'll be speaking with Pastor
2: Rob. Yes. Hi, everyone. I just wanted to um, speak on today. I wanted to talk about to be successful, you must be a servanthood. And I'm coming from Mark 10, 44 through 45 in the Passion Version. And it says, the path to promotion and prominence comes by having the heart of a bond servant who serves everyone. And 45 says, for even the son of man did not come expecting to be served by everyone, but to serve everyone and to give life as the ransom price, in exchange for the salvation of many. And I wanted to say on today that in order to be successful, you do have to be a servant. Um, We as society, we look at um, servant, maybe slave, but that's not what it means. What it means is that you are to, follow and you are to be guided and to be able to help in order for someone to be successful and to be promoted in your job or ministry in your business there must be a servant's heart we also we must serve everyone it does not matter where you come from what your social economic status is and as a believer we are not to to stand alone but we are to be on the shoulders of someone else to be effective servants and so many times we feel like that in business and in you know and in our everyday lives or even in ministry that we can't stand on the shoulders of someone else but that someone else may have more wisdom they may be able to help you and guide you for the things that maybe you don't necessarily know how to come into or how to deal with the situation And in chapter 45, it says James and John did not expect to be served by everyone, but they had servanthood's attitude to serve everyone. And sometimes you know that when you serve, you are to serve everyone and you are to do it with a smile and with love inside of your heart. God wants us to be a servant. He wants us to be able to, it doesn't matter what we go through, what we experience, but he wants us to walk in and be that servant. And it also says, and John and James knew the importance of serving. And when you know the importance of serving someone and being able to help that allows you to open up and to be authentic and to be able to put on the path of where God wants you to be and also when you serve The attention is to be on someone else. It does not not need to be on you. When you serve and you look at someone else, that brings you joy. That brings you the passion. It also knows that you are to input into someone that will be able to help them and lift their day up. And also, when you serve, it allows you to see God's love. And we know that when God is in it, it is love, it is patience, it is kind, it is caring. And in this time of where we are today in this pandemic, that is what we need. We need people to have that God-loving heart and to serve no matter what. And in wrapping up, I want, I want, and in wrapping up, allow yourself to serve. The world tells us that success is one person. But a oh. but a relationship with God will enable us to have success through others. I'm now I would like to turn it back over to Millie.
0: Wow, Michelle! Thank you so much. You what a really, great word. yes, that was a great word. And it, it you know, if you open your heart, it, it really can help you. And we really thank you for, you know, every episode you come and you give a strong word. Now, guys, ladies, and gentlemen, without further ado my pastor of Shoreline Church right here in Austin, Texas. Let's give a warm welcome for Pastor Robert Koch, senior pastor of Shoreline. Yay!
1: Thank you. It's an honor to be here.
0: We are we are so honored to have you. I know you have a very busy schedule and you took time out to speak with us and that really means a lot. Yay. I yeah. just want to mention I you know, I was listening to Cirrus XM on in my car. And uh, I listened to a pastor Joel Osteen faithfully. And he talks about you. Uh, he mentioned you a couple of times and some of the sermons and it made yeah, me feel he's good. He's a
1: good friend. He's a good man.
0: <laughs> yes, that's what he said. So pastor, so you founded Shoreline Shoreline um, here in Austin. And we're not sure how long ago was it when all of this came about?
1: Uh, I think we started our church in uh, 1980 seven. Yeah. So it's been, I guess, close to, you know, 34 years, 30. Yeah. Wow. 33, 34 years.
0: That is so awesome. Before becoming a pastor, what, what occupation, I mean, what were you doing before that?
1: So I, I went to school, um, and graduated in 1982. And then, uh, I did, uh, some missionary work for a couple of years. So we, uh, traveled around the world. We went to Uganda, Africa, Kenya. We went to um, Finland and the Soviet Union. I traveled all throughout Central America. Uh, we did that for a couple of years before we moved here to Austin to start Shoreline.
0: That is awesome. So you, you got a chance to do what Michelle says. You guys were servants too.
1: Yeah, yeah, we would uh, we would bring uh, supplies and, and help uh, to, Uh, impoverished countries. We would hold crusades. Um, We also uh, started taking young people with us on short-term mission trips to give them an opportunity to see what the world was like, and also to, you know, share their faith with others. And so that was a, a big part of what we did as well.
0: Oh, wow. That's amazing. So when you came back and I mean, how did, how did it all tie in? Did you just know inside, you know, Hey, I want to just kind of settle down and just concentrate on, on a ministry. I mean, how did you know, how did you decide you wanted to start Shoreline?
1: So, uh, Laura and I were engaged to be married. And so we were, uh, she was, um, doing her, she did her pre-med and then she went to chiropractic college. And Mm -hmm. so she was, um, graduating from school and we were, uh, engaged to be married and we thought it would be a really good idea for us to, Take a week to pray and to fast and to seek the Lord about what the direction of our future would be. Um, And we thought going into that week that we would be involved in missionary work, um, you know, hands on ourselves for the rest of our lives. That's what we thought. And then the Lord just kind of laid it on our hearts to start a church. And then we uh, didn't know where. So we laid out a map of the United States and we just prayed and and we didn't have any bible study or any small group of people that were uh asking us to come so it didn't matter we could choose anywhere and uh, we had a little bit of a heart for austin because laura was born and raised in austin and so um we knew that that this was a place that could really uh use some some spiritual influence and so we we started uh, right here in austin
0: that is so wonderful when you started the church. Did you have any kind of idea that this is going to be the big, big mega church that it is now?
1: Well, we, we hoped it would be, um, but it took a lot longer and it was a lot harder than we, when we thought it would be Um, when we, you know, uh, there are some stories out there of churches that got started. And then within the first year they had 500 and then they had a thousand. Well, in our first year we had 50. And, you know, our second year, like we had a hundred, you know, it was really slow, um, but we just kept at it and, and stayed, you know, faithful and, 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 you know, sh- surely and, and significantly the church grew and after four or five, yeah, that's, that's amazing, isn't it?
0: <laughs> yeah, and, it's beautiful. It's so beautiful. Yeah. And you're saying after four or five years, it started. Yeah.
1: So we uh, you know, if I look at the history of the church, we started in our home um, and then we went to my my wife's doctor's office. We used her waiting room for a sanctuary on Sunday mornings. Mm -hmm. And then we uh, we had our first official service, I guess, in a in a hotel. We rented a ballroom there for for a year. Mm -hmm. And then we moved to an old Presbyterian church that had about 200 seats in it. And our, you know, we had one service, two services, three services, and and then we uh, we built out an old grocery store into a sanctuary, and that would seat a thousand. And then we built this sanctuary on the north campus that has five thousand seats, and then we have our south campus that has five hundred seats. So yeah, and then we planted a number of churches through the Shoreline Network. We have Shoreline Dallas, which also has over five thousand people attending, and there's Shoreline. Um, their Shoreline uh, Tulsa, Shoreline Poland, the Shoreline Dallas congregation planted a church in Guatemala. So the Shoreline Guatemala. So it's been it's been beautiful to see.
0: That's amazing. I've always been interested to know how do you how do you start the different locations like that? That's amazing. I, I think it's
1: really more a, a God thing than it is you know kind of like a strategy of ours you know every once in a while we feel relationally connected with somebody who really feels the desire to plan a church and so we we get behind them financially and help them any way that we possibly can but they you know uh, like when i think about shoreline dallas you know earl and onika mcclellan they are just so gifted and talented and they just needed a little start but they've taken it to you know heights that are just amazing so
0: that is so wonderful. you know I'm, you know, I've always kind of felt like I wanted to do something like that. But I'm, you know, I'm still growing in that area. So oh, we all are for sure. Yes. Yes. So there's the beautiful shoreline church there. Just, you know, it's right there off of Mopac. Um, so pastor, um, you always you're you're good about praying and you're very prayerful. Pastor. So if someone said, Hey, I want you to pray for me, how how could they reach you or how do they contact you?
1: Uh, they can uh, send any prayer requests they have to prayer at shoreline.net. And we have a team of prayer warriors and uh, and intercessors, people who really have a passion to pray, and we mm-hmm. pray for every single need that people send into us.
0: Oh, that is so wonderful. And of course, you're the senior pastor and your wife she is the co-pastor right yeah Yes, that's correct and there she is beautiful laura yeah so i know
1: she's beautiful i don't know how i i got her that's for sure
0: <laughs> well i'm sure you guys are, are even even matched there yeah you're, you're kind yeah so it's an honor i know and a privilege to have that opportunity to work alongside your wife right you know yep. in the ministry yeah
1: yeah she's she is incredibly gifted and talented she she uh provides so much care and she is one of the best and most generous uh lovers of people i've ever met in my life and so she is constantly writing letters and notes of encouragement she's a really gifted communicator uh she is a real encourager to me uh there's there's no part of the ministry of our church that hasn't um been touched by her passion and excellence and you know care and concern she she really is an amazing person
0: yes she is i had the honor to meet her talk to her during the christmas holidays and she's just so warm she's yeah, very
1: she's, warm
2: mm-hmm.
1: she's actually a doctor you know I yes. mean, a real doctor which a is a real doctor amazing. and you know she never um you know fulfilled that part of her world uh, because she had such a passion for the Lord. And as the church grew, she left her practice to work full time here in the church. But she has a real passion for nutrition and health. And she wrote a book about that. So mm-hmm. she gets to, you know, express her her passion in that way. But she's such a gifted mm-hmm. leader that um, that God's really used her in, in this context, um, which has been her heart's desire anyway. So
0: yes yes and your church is is so large i mean um you got so many members and it's a lot of ministries within the church Uh, about how many ministries are you know opportunities are there it's
1: hard to to for me i mean i i think there's probably a list somewhere that we could give you an exact number but i mean we have Mm -hmm ministry to children to nursery to preschool to youth we have ministry for recovery um we have men's ministry women's ministry we have young adults and we have um of course all of the creative arts you know the singers musicians the band the you know the tech team the coffee shops the ushers the greeters i mean there's all kinds of different things and then we support uh, a number of ministries uh throughout the austin community and around the world and so um, I think that there's, you know, close to 40 or 50 different ministries that we support uh, that help, you know, uh, make a difference in the in the community. So,
0: yes, it's very awesome. And I saw where you guys were on Daystar a little while ago.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, that was, that was um, part of that was um, the uh, book tour that we were on. Uh, mm-hmm. so my daughter, Danielle, who you see in that picture, and I mm-hmm. wrote a book. Uh, called Prodigal Daughter, uh, mm-hmm. when our son Caleb was relocated to heaven, it had a really pretty significant emotional impact on Danielle. And she um, she and Caleb were best friends. And so um, mm-hmm. she had trouble, uh, as we all did, you know, dealing with that tragic loss. Um, yes, But yes. she didn't know necessarily what to do with all those emotions that she was feeling. And she went off to college and got connected with, you know, some, some folks that helped enable a, an addiction that, um, was focused around alcohol and some prescription, um, uh, medication called Adderall. And mm-hmm. so she got into a pretty bad spot there and, uh, she had to go uh, to rehab and get her world back together. And we're so grateful. that she's been sober now for seven years, uh, almost seven years. And, and so she's she's now a a wife and a mother, and
0: yes, she
1: actually helps to lead the recovery ministry here at um, at shoreline. Yeah, so that's her husband, Fredlin, who's mm-hmm. graduating from college this year. So mm-hmm. um, they are a, a wonderful couple and a, a great addition mm-hmm. to our family. so
0: yes, and congratulations. Thank you i just i know it's been a while now but i still like to offer or extend my condolences to you all on the lawsuits thank you it was was difficult and uh, that's what joel was talking about how you guys even though that was of course it was tragic but you guys turned your energy towards you know the more of the outreach um with your ministries over in i guess the different countries that you mentioned
1: yeah so we we formed after caleb's loss, the the caleb foundation and we you know built hospitals and schools and orphanages around the world and so god has been very gracious to help us honor his his life and legacy um and that's actually how fredlin came into our world which is you know just Mm -hmm. a part of the redemption story is that he grew up in a house uh, a caleb home that we built And and eventually I received his education through the Caleb foundation and that's where, uh, Danielle and Fredlin met and, um, yeah, so a friendship blossomed and then romance and then marriage and now children. So we're excited.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And very excited. I'm sure you are. Um, I got a chance to see your, your, just a glimpse of the, your grandson It's very gorgeous. Uh, during the holidays so I yeah,
1: he is, he's incredible honestly I, I and i nobody told me how much fun being a grandpa is you know <laughs> it's like if i knew it was going to be this fun, much fun i would have done it first rather than having mm-hmm.
0: kids you know so, mm-hmm. and you have probably heard it but until it actually happens to you it's a little different isn't it
1: yeah it is it really yeah. is i mean people say it's a blast, but you you just don't have any idea how wonderful it is to hold this baby in your arms and know that it's a part of your, of your legacy. It's, it's, it's pretty inspiring.
0: Yes. Yes, indeed. I'm so happy for you all, for you all. So speaking of inspiring, you give very inspiring messages every week. I mean, they're very moving, motivational. I mean, how do you do it, pastor? How do you do that time after time? is it challenging you know thinking of something fresh every week or
1: yeah sometimes it is um I just I, I think um for, for me I I really try to pray and and get a direction for what I think the Lord would, would want me to communicate um I tend to develop what we call a a, a collection of talks and so we we kind of have a, a theme that we stay on for a couple of weeks. So we started this year talking about knowing God better and we challenged our congregation that in 2021, we would we would know God better by the end of the year than we did by the beginning of the year. And then so for me, developing messages, you know, kind of went along the theme of, okay, what spiritual practices do we need to engage in to know God better? And then once I listed those out, you know, then I said, okay, we can develop a message around each one of these topics and then as i started thinking about that i thought okay so what's the byproduct then of people who know god what what does god do in the hearts of people who really aspire to know him better and it led me to the fruit of the spirit which is what we're talking about now mm-hmm. and so that's love joy peace patience kindness goodness and so then okay i've got now another collection of talks that i'm going to talk about for a while um and help people to grow in the characteristics that would truly bring glory to his name. So, and then on a practical basis, it takes, you know, writing out the message and writing out the outline and putting the points together and then internalizing the message so that when you share it on Sunday, you're not stuck to your notes and you're just reading, you're, you're sharing it in a way that comes from your heart. And that just takes prayer and practice and, mm-hmm. and hard work and all of that
0: yes all of that for those of you who are just tuning in we are talking with pastor rob coke he's a senior pastor of shoreline church right here in austin texas and we we're just so excited that he took time out to just speak with us is there like um at this time, do you want to pray for anyone in particular or a group? I'd love to pray
1: for for everyone who's listening. That because um, yeah, I understand that this is uh, somehow connected to to music. Is that correct? And helping yes. people discover their gifts and yes, and all of that. Yes. So uh, listen, I, I'll just throw it out there. If there are musicians and singers and people who want to use their gift, there's plenty of opportunity right here at Shoreline. And so come on, join us. But let's pray and ask God to. Um, to inspire each and every one of us to give our very best for his glory
0: okay ready. Father,
1: thank you for this uh, wonderful ministry that's tapping tapping into the creative uh community here in the austin area and who knows even through the technology that's available uh way beyond the borders of our city father we just pray that everyone who's listening father would just fall in love with you god and and discover uh, what it is that you have for them their their purpose their assignment Lord, I pray that you would inspire them and encourage them and challenge them, Father, to give their very best for your glory. Father, if there's any needs out there, and I'm sure there are, Father, so many who are struggling with the pandemic and other you know, related issues. Father, we just pray that you would give peace and strength to each and every person, Father, that uh, that you would minister to them and, and meet every need uh, according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen
0: amen amen we thank you for that we thank you well you know we've been through a lot of you know tough times uh 2020 <laughs> brought on some issues that uh i guess we weren't quite used to such as COVID. you know a lot of racial tension and political controversies just a lot of things that um right here in america we're just you know either we hadn't taken time to look at it or maybe we just never seen it. So would you like to touch on any of those issues? Yeah,
1: you know, this word, you know, we've probably heard it more this year than than ever before, unprecedented. You know, this just the whole idea of uh, experiencing things that we just never really experienced before and had no real um, history in our own generation to navigate through all of these challenges. And they all happened in the same year. It was just really year. wild you know, the pandemic was, um, was something that altered life as we know it here in the United States. And I don't know if you recognize, uh, that today for the very first time in Texas, the governor, um, has opened up Texas now to a hundred percent, uh, occupancy for, for businesses and they're, uh, they're reducing the, the mask mandate, you know, that was imposed. Mm-hmm. And so things really do seem like they're moving in the right direction which we're all really grateful for and excited to get back to some semblance of life as we as we've known it um so th- there's some good news uh certainly but this year has been extremely challenging we had to you know shut down services uh on campus we had to move them all uh to online for a number of months and so that was really uh such a an amazing experience and i i was so incredibly um moved by the connection community the ownership of people at our church even though we weren't meeting within the four walls they were still really actively engaged in ministry and and you know supporting shoreline with their time and their talent and their treasure it was just very very mm-hmm. inspiring and so i was very grateful for all of that and then to navigate, you know, you know, Millie, that uh, that Shoreline is a very integrated uh, church. And so uh, we have a, at our church a uh, the, the demographics of Austin are represented in our church. We have a very significant African-American uh, community at Shoreline, very significant Hispanic, very significant um caucasian congregation asian uh population so it's a melting pot shoreline is a melting mm-hmm. pot mm-hmm. when uh one of the newspapers were doing a story on, on shoreline they said that martin luther king would be really proud of shoreline because mm-hmm. um most churches I- even people who just have no racism even in their system they they seem to be segregated along uh color lines and so you have mm-hmm white churches and black churches and Hispanic churches Mm -hmm. and so on. But Shoreline has always right from its start. And I can't even tell you why, but we have always been this beautiful blend, this this pageantry of different ethnicities. And so we've had to learn throughout the years to to work together, to minister to each other, to love each other, to serve each other. And so to see the nation so polarized by racial tension, um, what, what it reinforced in my own heart was that Jesus really is the answer. Um, yes. He is the answer to, to this particular uh, challenge that our nation faces. You know, because when you recognize that all people are image bearers of Almighty God, there's a dignity that's associated with every person, regardless of their ethnicity, background, education level, income level. Every single person is worthy of 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 love and respect and dignity um so that you know that it's within that context that i think there can be real respect and honor for each and every person and then i think it's a a responsibility of the church also to be a voice of reconciliation and a a voice for justice you know um so we have in our own family now a blended family my daughter who is white obviously married a a, a haitian young man who is black Mm -hmm. Now we have a grandchild who's mixed you know and so we we live in this reality and and so you know we want a better future for them we want a better country for them we want we want to you know to lead in such a way that racial racism is eradicated from from our uh society we also though are strong supporters of of mm-hmm. our police fire and and first responders Uh, one of my really good friends in austin is african-american chief of police for round rock you know and so we we you know there's this tension and this balance in the midst of all of this that you know i think the church can have a role of being the model of supporting the institutions that need to be supported bringing reform and 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 uh creative solutions to problems that we've had in the past um so you know we've tried to address it as boldly as we possibly can and and yet always keep the main focus on jesus because honestly at the end of the day it's when jesus transforms the human heart that we get to appreciate and love each other the way that we should
0: yes that's why we love you so much we love how you teach
1: <laughs> I, you
0: don't just preach you teach and uh, uh,
1: you're, good. you're good you're very kind <laughs>
0: Yes, you, you do a wonderful job, and we are so thankful again that you came to spread some knowledge, incitement, and you know, and most of all, motive motive. Uh, I have these liners in my teeth, and so it's just yeah. been difficult for me to adjust to them. So just bear with me. <laughs> uh, no, worries.
1: no worries, I just had a tooth pulled. <laughs> so I, I understand teeth pain. Is...
0: yeah but again it's a pleasure to have you If you're just joining us this is pastor rob coke he's senior pastor shoreline austin and we're about to wrap up is there anything uh, you like to share with us or just let them know how they can follow you on social media um
1: well any information that people want to receive about uh, uh, shoreline they can get at shoreline.net so that's our webpage all the information is there they can download an app if they want to uh, it's the shoreline app it's available, uh, at, um, you know, on your, for your iPhone or for your Android phone, it's available there. Uh, and that I- information, you know, will that, that those locations will give you all of the information that you need. Um, what my Instagram is at Rob, at Rob Coke. That's my Instagram. Um, mm-hmm. and you can follow us on Facebook or, uh, Instagram, or do we do Twitter? I don't even know. No, Twitter. No, no Twitter, no Twitter.
0: So okay <laughs> again we love you we thank you so much for your time thank you. thanks to your personal assistant krista she was awesome and helping put all this together amazing.
1: we can show your whole group this is krista right here so
0: krista yay you did a great job with helping coordinating you know and putting it all together we thank you guys so much we'll catch you next time in a couple of weeks we'll be talking with uh record label that's been around it all started in uh, memphis tennessee ots records uh we'll speak with them there are in the, the atlanta georgia area now so we don't want you to miss out on that episode it's all happening right here thank you so much for joining bring it in the house